Act Four of Jean Valjean, or the Shadow of the Law, a dramatization of Victor Hugo's Les Misérables in five acts, by H. C. Fulton. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Scene One, Drawing Room of Grandfather Gillenormand. Gillenormand discovered. Marius is acting strangely. Marius Pontmercy. Curse that name. Pontmercy. Even if he was my daughter's husband. He was Colonel Pontmercy. He fought at Waterloo, was wounded and all that. He called himself Baron Pontmercy. Baron. Bah! Enter Mademoiselle Gillenormand. Daughter. It is more than a week ago that I allowed Marius to go see his father. He wrote he was too late, that his father had just died. Now, what has he been doing since? After I had cared for him, clothed and fed him, and kept him from the influence of his father, he is away most all the time, and gives no account of himself. Yes, Marius is often away. <laughs> He travels. <laughs> he sleeps away. Oh, what is at the bottom of it? Some petticoat, alas. See what I found on his bed this morning. Hands ribbon with small box attached. Victory! We are going to penetrate the mystery. It is evidently a portrait. This is worn tenderly upon his heart. What fools they are. Young folks have such bad tastes in these days. Opens box. Let us see, father. Taking out paper, reads. From the same to the same. <laughs> I know what it is. A love letter. Then let us read it. Takes and reads. For my son, the emperor made me a baron upon the battlefield of Waterloo. Since the restoration contests this title, which I have bought with my blood, my son will take it and bear it. I need not say he will be worthy of it. It is that Pontmercy's writing. See? Here are some cards. Taking card and holding at arm's length. Reads. Baron Marius Pontmercy. Throws on floor. Take away these things. Enter Marius. Stop! 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 You are a baron now? I present you my compliments. What does this mean? That I am my father's son. Your father? My father was a humble and heroic man, who served the Republic Gillenormand starts for France gloriously, who was great in the greatest history that man has ever made, who lived a quarter of a century in the camp, who died forgotten and abandoned, and who had but one fault. That was in loving too dearly two ingrates, his country and me. Marius, a Bonimable child. I don't know what your father was. I don't want to know. But what I do know is that there never was anything but miserable wretches among all that rabble, that they were all beggars, assassins, redcaps, thieves. I say all. I know nobody. I say all. Do you hear me, Marius? Look, you. Indeed you are as much a baron as my slipper. They were all bandits who served Robespierre, all brigands who served Bonaparte, all, all traitors who betrayed, betrayed, betrayed the legitimate king, and all cowards who ran from the Prussians and English at Waterloo. That is what I know. If your father is among them, I don't know him. I'm sorry for it, so much the worse. Your servant. A baron like Monsieur, and a bourgeois like me, cannot remain under the same roof. Be off! Exit, Marius. You may send sixty pistoles every six months to this blood-drinker, and never speak of him to me again. Exeunt. Scene two. Garden of Luxembourg. Enter Jean Valjean and Cosette. Father, the past eight years in the convent have been happy ones for us. Yes, daughter and secure ones. I do not feel as safe now since we left there. Surely there is no danger now. It has been so long. 
This Javert will have forgotten all about you. Be not too sure of that. Besides... Besides what? I fear we are being watched. By whom? Haven't you noticed for the past week while we've been walking here every day, a young man has passed us and looked very sharp at us? Yes, I have noticed. He is quite fine-looking. Last night he followed us to our lodgings. We moved today. Why, father? I know not who he may be. I cannot be watched. Father, here he comes now. We will go. It is best to walk here no more. Drops handkerchief. Exeunt. Enter Marius. Who can she be? I have followed and found where they live. But what is her name? Picks up handkerchief. What have we here? Her handkerchief? Yes, and marked with her initials. U.F. It must be Ursula. What a sweet name. Kisses it. I will see my Ursula again tomorrow. Exit. Scene three. Marius's lodgings. Gorbo tenement. Transom out over door. Table with books. Enter Marius. What a place to live, after having been so long as I can remember with my grandfather. And what neighbors! I am sick at heart, discouraged. I have lost my Ursula, moved no one knows where. What shall I think of? My father? Alas, poor father, how little I knew you. Here are the last words he wrote. Takes paper from pocket and reads. For my son. The emperor made me a baron upon the battlefield of Waterloo. Since the restoration contests this title, which I have bought with my blood, my son will take it and bear it. I need not say he will be worthy of it. Here on the back he has written, At this same battle of Waterloo, a sergeant saved my life. This man's name is Thenardier. Not long ago, I believe, he was keeping a little tavern in a village in the suburbs of Paris, at Chalat or Montfermeil. If my son meets him, he will do Thenardier all the service he can. Indeed I will, for your sake, dear father. But what are these papers? Oh, yes, I remember. I found them on the boulevard. Four letters, and all exhale the odor of wretched tobacco. One directed, Reads, To Madame the Marchioness de Gaucherie, and begging for money, signed, Don Alvarez, Spanish captain. Here is another, To Madame the Countess de Montvernal, begging for money for a sick mother of six children, the youngest eight months old, signed, Mother Balazar. Here is the third, to Monsieur Pabourgeau, elector, more begging, signed Jean Flo, man of letters. He says he sends it by his daughter. Here is the last, addressed to beneficent man, writes about misery, and asks for money, signed P. Fabantou, dramatic artist. What do these mean? They are very alike. Knock at door. Come in. Enter Eponine, almost in rags. What do you wish, mademoiselle? Here is a letter for you, Monsieur Marius. Hands letter. Reading. My amiable neighbor, I have learned of your kindness toward me, that you have paid my rent six months ago. My daughter will tell you that we have been without a morsel of bread for two days. If I am not deceived by my thoughts, I think I may hope that your generous heart will soften at this exposure, and that the desire will subjugate you of being propitious to me, by designing to lavish upon me some slight gift. I am, with the distinguished consideration which is due to the benefactors of humanity, Jondrette. P.S. My daughter will await your orders, dear Monsieur Marius. Smells of the same tobacco, and must be written by the same hand as the others. At table. You have books. I can read, I can. Reads. General Bowdoin received the order to take five battalions of his brigade and carry the Chateau of Hugelmont, which is in the middle of the plain of Waterloo. Ah, Waterloo! I know that. It is a battle in old time. My father was there. My father served in the armies. We are jolly good Bonapartists at home, that we are. Against English, Waterloo is. And I can write. Would you like to see? Here, I'm going to write a word to show. Writing. The Konya are here. There are no mistakes in spelling. You can look. I've received an education. We have not always been what we are. Do you know, Monsieur Marius, that you are a very pretty boy? Places hand on his shoulder. You pay no attention to me. But I know you, Monsieur Marius. I meet you on the stairs, and I hear you through the wall, and I see you walking in the Luxembourg. Mademoiselle, I have here a packet, which is yours, I think. Permit me to return it to you. 
taking packet. We have looked everywhere. You found it on the boulevard, didn't you? Takes out letter. Here, this is for the old fellow who goes to mass, and this too is his hour. I'm going to carry it to him. He will give me something, perhaps, for breakfast. Do you know what it will be if we have breakfast today? It will be that we shall have had our breakfast for the day before yesterday. Marius puts hand in pocket. Before coming to this place, the other winter, we lived under the arches of the bridge. I tell you, we hugged close. When I thought of drowning myself, I said, No, it is too cold. Marius hands her a coin. Good! There is some sunshine. Five francs, a shiner. Good morning, monsieur. I'm going to find my old man. Monsieur, we have no table. Father writes on the floor. Will you lend us yours just for today? Take it. Exit Eponine with table. These must be strange people. Takes chair and standing on it looks over transom. Gets down. The man is writing more letters on my table. I will rest on my bed a while and then see if she gets her old man. As I have but one chair and two rooms, my chair must follow me. Exit with chair. Scene four. Gorbeau tenement. Transom out over door. Marius looking through. Bed. Old sign against wall. Same as in scene one, act one. Window. Madame Thenardier and Thenardier discovered. Thenardier writing at table. Rebel. Rebel. All is rebel. My darling, be calm. You are too good to write to all these people. Enter Eponine. He is coming. Who? The gentleman. The philanthropist? Yes. Of the church Saint-Jacques? Yes. That old man? Yes. He's going to come? He is behind me. You are sure? I am sure. You found him at the church? Did he read my letter? What did he say? Tut, tut, tut. How you do run on. I gave the letter. He read it and said, Where do you live, my child? He said he would come. How do you know he will come? I just saw them turning the corner. That is what made me run. He is at my heels. Springing up. Wife, you hear? You is a philanthropist. Unbottom the chair. Puts foot through chair. Is it cold? Very cold. Quick, break a pane of glass. Do you hear me? I tell you to break a pane of glass. Wife, to bed. Madame Thenardier gets into bed. Eponine breaks window glass with fist. Ah, I've cut my hand. So much the better. Here, tie it up. Ties Eponine's bleeding wrist. Now I can receive the philanthropist. Knock. <clears throat> come in. Enter Jean Valjean and Cosette. Come in, monsieur. Deign to come in, my noble benefactor. Laying package on table. Monsieur, you will find in this package some new clothes, some stockings and some new coverlids. Your angelic benefactor overwhelms us. Aside to Eponine. Bags. No money. Here was this letter to the old blubber-lips signed. Fabantou. I see that you are indeed to be pitied, monsieur. Fabantou. Fabantou. Yes, that is it. I remember. Look, my benefactor. No bread. My only chair unseated. A broken window. And my wife in bed. Sick. Poor woman. My child injured. Aside to Eponine. Cry. Pinches her arm. She cries. The poor girl. Look, my beautiful young lady, her bleeding wrist. It is an accident which happened in working at a machine by which she earned six sous a day. It may be necessary to cut off the arm. Indeed. Alas, yes. Aside to Madame Thenardier. Notice that man. You see, monsieur... I cannot go out for lack of a coat. Tomorrow is the 4th of February, the fatal day, the last day my landlord will give me. If I do not pay him this evening, tomorrow my spouse, with her fever, and my wounded child will be turned out of doors. You see, monsieur, I owe sixty francs. Jean Valjean throws coin on table. Aside to Eponine. The whelp! What does he think I'm going to do with five francs? Jean Valjean takes off outer coat and hangs it on chair. Monsieur Fabonteau, I have only these five francs with me. I am going to take my daughter home and will return this evening. Is it not this evening you have to pay? Yes, my noble monsieur. At eight o'clock I must be at my landlord's. I will be here at six. I will bring you the sixty francs. My benefactor. 
Aside to Madame Thenardier. Take a good look at him, wife. This evening, my friends. Six o'clock? Six o'clock, precisely. Monsieur, you forget your coat. I did not forget it. I leave it. Exit Jean Valjean and Cosette. Madame Thenardier gets up. Thenardier walks the floor. Wife, he's a mysterious man in the yellow coat. What? Really? Are you sure? Sure. It was eight years ago, but I recognize him. What? It did not strike you? No. And yet I told you to pay attention. Same height, same face. He's better dressed, that is all. Ah, mysterious old devil. I've got you all right. And the young lady. Well, what of the young lady? It is she. That girl? That girl. Impossible. When I think my daughter goes barefooted, one would think she was a lady. No, you are mistaken. She was horrid. This one is not bad. It cannot be she. I tell you it is she. You'll see. What? This horribly beautiful young lady who looked on my girl with an appearance of pity? Can she be that beggar? Oh, I should like to stamp her heart out. Do you want I should tell you one thing? What? My fortune is made. Thunder! It is a good long time now that I have been a parishioner of the die of hunger if you have any fire, and die of cold if you have any bread parish. I want to have my turn, I do. What do you mean? What do I mean? Listen. He is caught, the Croesus. I will see the men, and it is done. He will come this evening at six o'clock. Our neighbour will be out. The girl will stand watch. We will attend to him. Puts on hat and coat. Now I'm going out to see some men. Some good ones. Lucky he didn't recognise me. Come, you must go too. We want some charcoal. And some dinner. Don't bother about eating today. There is better business. Exit Thenardier and Madame Thenardier. Marius gets down. I wonder if my Marius has come in. I hear him passing the door now. Monsieur Marius! Enter Marius. What do you want of me? Monsieur Marius, you look sad. What is the matter with you? With me? Yes, you. There is nothing the matter with me. Yes. No. Can you give me pen and paper? I want to write. Yes, here. Writing at table. Aside. That is for the commissary of police. Goes to window and calls. Boy. Boy, without. Yes, monsieur? Take that letter and deliver it according to the address. Here is a coin for you. Without. Yes, monsieur. Thanks. Who was that letter for? A friend. Lady or gentleman? Gentleman. Then it is all right. Monsieur, you did not answer my question. And tell me what was the matter with you. Nothing. Let me be quiet. Stop. Though you may not be rich, you were good this morning. You are troubled at something. That is plain. I do not want you to be troubled. Can I serve you in anything? Let me. I do not ask your secrets, but yet I may be useful. I will go and speak to the persons. Sometimes for somebody to speak to the persons is enough to understand things, and it is all arranged. Make use of me. Listen. Oh, yes, talk softly to me. I like that better. Well, you brought this old gentleman here with his daughter? Yes. Do you know their address? No. Find it for me. Is that what you want? Yes. Do you know them? No. That is to say, you do not know her, but you want to know her. Well, can you do it? You shall have the beautiful young lady's address. Well, no matter. The address of the father and daughter. Their address, yes. What will you give me? Anything you wish. Anything I wish? Yes. You shall have the address. Exit. I wish this commissary would come, for it is now growing late. Enter Javert. Are you Monsieur Marius? I am. I thought you wrote your room was next to this. So it is. I am here on a visit. You sent to the office of the police. What do you wish? The commissary of police. He is absent. I answer for him. It is a very secret affair. Speak, then. And very urgent. Then speak quickly. There is a person, whom I only know by sight, who is to be drawn into an ambuscade in this room this very evening. I, Marius Pontmercy, a lawyer, occupy the room next, and heard the whole plot. The scoundrel who contrived it is one Jondrette, 
his daughter will stand watch and there are accomplices it is to be done at six this evening will you be afraid of what of these men no more than of you you speak like a brave man and an honest man courage does not fear crime and honesty does not fear authority that is well enough but we will be discovered if we remain here what are you going to do have you a latch-key yes give it to me giving key if you trust me you will come in force handing pistol take that go hide in your room watch when the men come let them go on a little when you deem it is time to stop it you will fire off the pistol not too soon wait until the consummation is commenced you are a lawyer and know what that is is it at seven six o'clock i have time forget nothing i have told you bang a pistol shot be assured by the way if you need me between now and then send for me you will ask for inspector javert exit it is now late i must make preparation for i have no time to lose there is someone coming now exit enter thenardier and madame thenardier with charcoal furnace old ropes tools and chisel place furnace with chisel in it heating ropes etc candle lighted on table lights down marius looks over transom in such weather as this he will come in a carriage light the lantern take it down and stand behind the door the moment you hear the carriage stop open and light him upstairs go down immediately pay the driver and send the carriage away lighting lantern and the money here is the monarch our neighbour gave us this morning marius cox pistol what was that noise nothing exit looking over tools it is almost time well we are ready for him steps outside at door bowing walk in enter jean valjean walk in my benefactor laying money on table monsieur fabanceau that is for your rent and your present wants god reward you my generous benefactor aside to madame thenardier send away the carriage exit madame thenardier seated on the broken chair how does the poor little injured girl do badly she has gone to have her arm dressed madame fabanteau appears to me much better enter madame thenardier she is dying but you see monsieur she has so much courage that woman she is not a woman she is an ox you are always too kind to me monsieur jondrette jondrette i thought your name was fabanteau fabanteau or jondrette sobriquet is an artist we are so unfortunate we have arms no labour we have courage no work i have one thing a, a painting to which i cling but i must sell it enter babi masked silent jean valjean looks ah i see buttoning up coat you are looking at your overcoat it's a fit my faith it's a fit who is that man that man that is a neighbour pay no attention to him pardon me what were you saying to me monsieur fabanteau i was telling you monsieur and dear patron i was telling you i had a picture to sell enter two masked men jean valjean looks do not mind them they are people of the house i was telling you i had a valuable painting left here monsieur look shows old sign what is that a painting by a master i cling to it as to my daughter but i have told you i am so unfortunate that i would part with it enter disguised men stand near door and back they are friends they live nearby they are dark as i work in charcoal they are chimney doctors rising but this is some tavern sign it's worth about three francs have you your pocket-book here i'll be satisfied with a thousand crowns jean valjean backs against left if you do not buy my picture dear benefactor i'm without resources i have only to throw myself into the river i went down three steps for that yesterday by the side of the bridge of austerlitz changes manner but all this is not to the question do you know me men arm themselves with hammers bars etc you do not recognize me then no my name is not fabin too my name is not jondrette my name is thenardier i am the innkeeper of montfermeil do you understand me 
Tenardier. Now, do you know me? No more than before. Agitated. Singed, smoked, basted, spitted. Ha! I found you again at last, Monsieur Philanthropist, Monsieur Threadbare Millionaire, Monsieur Giver of Dolls. You do not know me? No. It is not you who came to Montfermeil, to my inn, eight years ago? It was not you who took away Fontaine's child from my house? The Lark? It was not you who had a yellow coat and a package of clothes in your hand, just as you came this morning? Ha! Huh? You do not know me? Well, I know you, old beggar, child-stealer. Zounds, you make a mock of me. You are the cause of all my misfortunes. For fifteen hundred francs you got a girl who certainly belonged to rich people, and who had already brought me a deal of money, and from whom I ought to have got enough to live on all my life. When you went away with the lark, you had your club in the woods. You were the strongest. Revenge! I licked your paws this morning. I will gnaw your heart to-night. I do not know what you mean. You are mistaken. I am a very poor man. You mistake me for another. You stick to that joke yet. You do not remember. You do not see who I am. Pardon me, monsieur. I see you are a bandit. Bandit? Yes, I know that you call us so, you rich people. But know this, monsieur philanthropist. I am no doubtful man. I am not a man whose name nobody knows, and who comes into houses to carry off children. I am a French soldier. I was at Waterloo. I saved the life of Colonel Pontmercy. That is history. I must have money. I will exterminate you by the thunder of God. Jean Valjean springs to window and gets half out. All rush at him, and he knocks one across stage. They get him down. Madame Thenardier has him by the hair. Do him no harm. Tie him. Search him. Bed brought forward, and Jean Valjean tied on it. He has nothing but a handkerchief. Nothing? Sits on chair by bed. Move a little off and let me talk with monsieur. Monsieur, you are wrong in trying to jump from the window. You might have broken your leg. I have noticed you have not made the least outcry. You must have some interest in concealing something. We want two hundred thousand francs. That trifle once out of your pocket, you need not fear a snap of your finger. You will say I have no money with me. Oh, I'm not exacting. I only ask one thing. Draws up table. Have the goodness to write what I shall dictate. Write. How do you expect me to write? I am tied. Untie monsieur's right hand. Babie unties. You are in our power. Now write. What? I will dictate. Now. My daughter. Put. My dear daughter. Come immediately. You call her daughter, do you not? Who? Zounds, the little girl, the lark. I don't know what you mean. Well, go on. Come immediately. I have imperative need of you. I am awaiting for you. Come with confidence. No, don't put come with confidence. That might lead her to suppose the thing was not quite clear. Now sign it. What is your name? For whom is this letter? You know very well. For the little girl I have just told you. Sign it. What is your name? Urbain Fabre. Looking at handkerchief. This is marked U.F. That is it. Urbain Fabre. Well, sign U.F. Jean Valjean signs. Put on the address, Mademoiselle Fabre. I know you live not far from here. Jean Valjean addresses letter. Here, wife. Hands letter. There is the address. You know what to do. The carriage is ready. Go right away and come back ditto. Exit Madame Thenardier. Jean Valjean struggles with ropes. Monsieur Fabre, my spouse is coming back in a minute. Do not be impatient. I think the lark is really your daughter, and I find it quite natural that you should keep her. Listen, your daughter will follow my wife. All is arranged. Horses are ready, and I have friends to attend to her. No harm will be done, the young lady. She will be taken to a place where she will be quiet. 
when my wife comes back and says it is done you may go and as soon as you have given me two hundred thousand francs she will be sent back to you if you have me arrested my comrades will give the lark a pinch that is all jean valjean pulls at ropes it is very simple as you see there will be no harm done unless you wish there should be i tell you in advance that you may know you see we have no bad intentions to Babi. see if the fire is burning and if there is a convincing colour on the chisel looking at furnace it is beautifully done monsieur your consideration and ready compliance have saved us much annoyance we shall get along very nicely i hear wheels the young lady must have been ready for they were very quick there she is coming upstairs jean valjean struggles enter madame thenardier false address false address nobody there a false address what did you hope for by that to gain time springs from bed loose excepting one foot still tied to leg of bed seizes chisel all stand back be easy he holds yet by one leg i tied that shank for him you are pitiable my life is not worth the trouble of so long a defence as to you imagining that you could make me speak that you could make me write what i did not wish to write that you could make me say what i do not wish to say here pulls up sleeve and presses chisel into flesh of his arm wretches have no more fear for me than i have for you throws chisel through window do with me what you will lay hold of him two sees jean valjean there is only one more thing to do marius disappears kill him that is it gets knife marius appears over door and throws in paper wrapped on a piece of plaster what is that something fell what is it madame thenardier picks up and hands him paper how did this come how do you suppose it came through the window it is eponine's writing the devil she says that cognes are here quick the ladder leave the meat in the trap without cutting the man's throat we haven't the time which way through the window all rush to window fasten rope ladder and throw out the end come starts out holding thenardier no let us draw lots which shall go first enter javert and gendarme with hat in hand would you like my hat halt there you will not pass out through the window you will pass out through the door it is less unwholesome drawing pistol i dare not fire it is javert dare you yes handing pistol well fire don't it will flash in the pan thenardier tries to fire and pistol flashes i told you so you are emperor of the devils i surrender and the others we too that is it that is well come handcuffs on all gendarmes handcuff men my daughter she is provided for jean valjean loosens his foot and exits through window come now gentlemen keep on your masks we are ready to go good day brujon good day gulmer good day babbitt your health claxu untie monsieur and let no one go out well where is he goes to window the rope ladder is still trembling the devil that must have been the best one enter marius you did not fire i was tired waiting no comes forward aside i could not fire he saved the life of my father who said do thenardier all the service you can closed in scene five garden of luxembourg enter marius blood will soon be flowing the revolution is upon us revolutions have a terrible arm and a fortunate hand they strike hard and choose well the storm is advancing the distant thunder is heard in the voices of men we hear such words as these i don't know the names of the chiefs as for us we shall only know the day two hours beforehand i heard a working man say there are three hundred of us let us put in ten sous each that will make one hundred and fifty francs to manufacture powder and ball another says i don't ask six months i don't ask two in less than a fortnight we shall meet the government face to face with twenty thousand men we can make a stand another says i don't go to bed because i make cartridges all night the plan is ripe the thing is complete if we have no arms the soldiers have civil war what does this mean is there any foreign war 
is not every war between men war between brothers war is modified by its aim there is neither foreign war nor civil war there is only unjust war and just war i see distinctly the brink of the bottomless precipice what shall i never see her again before she comes here no more the lark they called her where can she be this man thenardier i have sent him five francs every monday i have had to borrow it to-day enter eponine and stands before marius i have found you then how i've looked for you do you know i've been in the jug a fortnight they have let me out saying that i was not of the age of discernment it lacks two months oh how i've looked for you it is six weeks now you don't live down there any longer no i understand on account of that affair what why do you wear such an old hat as that a young man like you ought to have fine clothes do you know monsieur marius i've heard you called baron marius i forget what more it is not true that you are a baron barons are old fellows where do you live now oh you have a hole in your shirt i must mend it for you you don't seem to be glad to see me but if i would i could make you glad how what does that mean how you used to speak more kindly to me well what is it that you mean so much the worse it makes no difference you look sad i want you to be glad but promise me that you will laugh i want to see you laugh poor monsieur marius you know you promised me you would give me whatever i asked yes but tell me i have the address what address the address you asked me for the address you know well enough yes of the young lady come show me the way tell me ask for whatever you will where is it come with me how glad you are swear to me one thing swear what does that mean oh you want me to swear your father promise me eponine swear to me that you will not give this address to your father eponine how do you know my name is eponine promise what i ask you that is nice you call me eponine but answer me now swear to me that you will not give the address you know to your father my father oh yes my father he is in solitary but you do not promise me yes i promise you that i won't give the address to my father is that it nor to anybody nor to anybody now show me the way right away right away come oh how glad he is don't follow too near it won't do for a fine young man like you to be seen with a woman like me by the way you know you promised me something marius hands money i don't want your money exeunt scene six garden on the rue plumet wall with broad iron grating seat against wall left of grating enter marius and eponine behind grating look through exeunt enter cosette i do wonder where that young man could have gone dear me i thought surely he would be in the luxembourg yesterday but no i wonder where father goes every now and then and stays two or three days and i wonder what he keeps in that box he watches so closely enter jean valjean my daughter what father do you want to walk in the luxembourg today no father you wanted to go yesterday why not today i don't care to go then you may walk in the garden here i will go into the backyard why not stay here father the backyard is all shut in you cannot see out nor in i don't want to be before the grating cosette there is going to be trouble a revolution what fighting yes this year eighteen thirty two will be long remembered you know daughter i did not escape the close enrolment of eighteen thirty one and am a national guard i may have to fight no father let thenardier and such men fight by the way i hear thenardier and some of his friends have escaped oh i am so sorry i am going into the backyard daughter cosette hold yourself in readiness perhaps we will go away perhaps to england exit oh i forgot to ask him about the box i must know what is in it exit enter marius behind grating he reaches through and places paper on seat and covers it with a stone exit enter cosette 
He won't tell me about the box. The inseparable. I am jealous of it. See Stone. Dear, what is this? It was not there a moment ago. Let me see. Here is an envelope and something in it. Opens. No name, no address, no date. Different inks. Sometimes pale, sometimes black. It must have been written at ever so many different times. Marius tries bars, and one raises, enters unseen, and stands behind Cosette, who reads. Love is the salutation from the angel to the stars. How sad the soul is when it is sad from love. Certain thoughts are prayers. There are moments when, whatever the attitude of the body, the soul is on its knees. To love is the only thing that can occupy and fill up eternity. The day that a woman who is passing before you sheds a light upon you as she goes, you are lost. You love. You have then but one thing to do, to think of her so earnestly that she will be compelled to think of you. Does she still come to the Luxembourg? No, monsieur. She hears mass in this church, does she not? She comes here no more. Does she still live in this house? She has moved away. Whither has she gone to live? She did not say. What a gloomy thing not to know the address of one's soul. Were there not someone who loved, the sun would be extinguished. Puts letter in bosom. Who could have written them? He? Yes, he wrote them and brought them here. This is what I have already read in his eyes. Turns and seeing Marius, starts. Pardon me. I am here. My heart is breaking. I could not live as I was. I have come. Do you recognize me? Do not be afraid of me. It is a long time now. Do you remember the day when you looked upon me? It was at the Luxembourg. And the day when you passed before me. It was the 16th of June and the 2nd of July. It will soon be a year. For a very long time I have not seen you at all. You lived in the Rue de Louise. You see that I know. I followed you. What was I to do? And then you disappeared. See, you are my angel. Let me come sometimes. I believe I am going to die. If you but knew, I adore you. Pardon me. I am talking to you. I do not know what I am saying to you. Perhaps I annoy you. Do I annoy you? Oh, mother! Almost faints. Marius holds her. See, you have placed what I wrote near your heart. You love me, then? Hush! You know it. What is your name? My name is Marius. And yours? My name is Cosette. My real name is Euphrasie. Euphrasie? No, Cosette. Oh, Cosette is such an ugly name that they gave me somehow when I was little. But my real name is Euphrasie. Don't you like the name Euphrasie? Yes, but Cosette is not ugly. Do you like it better than Euphrasie? Why, yes. Then I like it better, too. It is true. It is pretty. Call me Cosette. Just think, I thought your name was Ursula. My name is Marius Pontmercy. I am a baron. A what? No, you are Marius. I am a lawyer and live by writing things for publishers. My father was a colonel. He was a hero. My grandfather is rich, and I have quarrelled with him. What is your father's name? Fauchelevent. We lived a long time at the convent of Pezipicpus. He is very kind, and gives much to the poor, though he is poor himself. He deprives himself of everything, while he deprives me of nothing. What is it you think he told me today? What? To hold myself in readiness that perhaps we should go away. Marius downcast. What is the matter? I don't understand what you have said. That we may go away. Perhaps to England. But it is monstrous. When shall you start? He didn't say when. Cosette, shall you go? Where? To England. Shall you go? What would you have me do? So you will go. If my father does. So you will go? Very well. Then I shall go elsewhere. What do you mean? Nothing. How stupid we are! Marius, I have an idea. What? Go if we go. I will tell you where. Come and join me where I am. Go with you? 
are you mad but it takes money and i have none go to england i owe now i don't know how much go to england i have not the means to pay for a passport cosette cries do not weep i am perhaps going away and you cannot come do you love me i adore you do you love me taking her hand cosette i have never given my word of honour to anybody because i stand in awe of my word of honour i feel that my father is at my side now i give you my sacred word of honour that if you go away i shall die do not expect me to-morrow why not do not expect me till day after to-morrow oh why not you will see wait until day after to-morrow you wish it yes cosette here is my address i shall try a plan then i will pray to god that you may succeed when the clock strikes nine i shall be here in the garden and i too good-bye kisses and exits through grating cosette watches him closed in scene seven grandfather gillenormand's enter mademoiselle gillenormand father is failing i think he would forgive marius if marius would ask it enter gillenormand father are you still so angry with him with whom with that poor marius poor marius you say that gentleman is a rascal a worthless knave with no heart no soul a proud a wicked man never speak to me of him aside my father never loved my sister after her folly in marrying the colonel it is clear he detests marius exit enter he is here can you receive monsieur marius monsieur marius what show him in exit mademoiselle gillenormand enter marius what is it you came here for monsieur what do you want monsieur do you come to ask my pardon have you seen your fault no monsieur then what do you want with me monsieur have pity on me pity on you monsieur the youth asks pity from the old man of ninety-one you are entering life and i am leaving it you with all the pleasures of life before you i the grave what do you want of me monsieur i know my presence is displeasing but i come only to ask one thing of you and then i will go away immediately you are a fool who tells you to go away you have come to ask something of me well what what is it speak monsieur i come to ask your permission to marry you marry at twenty-one you have arranged that you have nothing but a permission to ask how much do you earn at your lawyer's trade nothing nothing you live on the twelve hundred livres which i send you then i understand the girl is rich as i am what no dowry no some expectations i believe not what nothing to her back and what is her father i do not know what is her name mademoiselle fauchelevent fauchelevent what fauchelevent monsieur that is it twenty-one no business twelve hundred livres a year madame the baroness pontmercy will go to market to buy two sous worth of parsley monsieur i supplicate you in the name of heaven with clasped hands monsieur i throw myself at your feet allow me to marry her <laughs> you said to yourself the devil i will go and find that old wig the silly dolt what a pity i am not now twenty-five i will say to him old idiot i desire to marry i desire to espouse man with no matter whom daughter of monsieur no matter what i desire to make a plunge into misery with a wife into my neck that is my idea you must consent to it and the old fossil will consent go my boy as you like tie your stone to yourself espouse your pousse levant your coupe levant never monsieur never father never tell me about it tell me about your love scrapes jabber tell me all lord how foolish these young folks are father yes that is it call me father and we shall see well father come now then you really haven't a sou you are dressed like a robber here gives money there is a hundred louis 
buy yourself a hat father my good father if you knew i love her i saw her first on the luxembourg i fell in love with her oh how wretched it has made me her father wants to take her to england then i said to myself i will go and see my grandfather and tell him about it i should die i must marry her because i should go crazy now that is the whole truth she lives in a garden where there is a railing in the rue plumet i think it is very well for a young man like you to be in love it belongs to your age pretty women are pretty women the devil there is no objection to that as to the little girl she receives you unknown to papa that is all right i have had adventures like that myself more than one yes yes we come and find grandfather who always has a few rolls of louis we say to him grandfather that's how it is and grandfather says that is all natural youth must fare and old age must wear go in my boy you will repay this to your grandson takes out money here are two hundred pistoles amuse yourself roundly we don't marry but that doesn't hinder you understand me marius hesitates stupid make her your mistress going when last we parted you outraged my father to-day you have outraged my wife i ask nothing more of you monsieur adieu exit help help enter mademoiselle gillenormand run after him catch him what have i done to him he is mad he is going away this time he will not come back marius 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 firing heard at a distance what is that the revolution what they are fighting what for oh lordy whereabouts near the arsenal oh marius marius Axiant. End of Act 4